the high priest asked Jesus, Are you the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus answered, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Upon hearing that, the high priest tore his garments. And he said, What further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned Jesus as deserving to die. Some began to spit on him. They blindfolded Jesus and struck him and said to him, Prophesy. And the guards greeted Jesus by striking him. In the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit. Five or six years ago, I went downtown to the, um, the Greenville Municipal Auditorium and uh, some people put on a play there, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. It was a, it was a good performance. And it, they'd already given several performances. I think this was the last performance. I was glad I went. Now, the reason it was such a good performance is that they, they followed the script and they practiced. So when they, would, when they were on stage and they were saying words, they were following a script. You know, stand here, do this, turn this way, walk over there, do this, do that, right? They were following a script. Now over Lent... There was a book I recommended to you by Father Pacwa, The Eucharist, a Bible study for Catholics. Father Pacwa from EWTN, he speaks um, so many ancient languages. And um, what he did in that book was he tells us what the script is for the high priest during Holy Week, during the Passover in the temple in Jerusalem. Now, there were certain things you may not know. Well, first of all, the high priest had to be a man. He had to be a married man. He had to be a married man from a certain tribe of Israel. He, He couldn't be under 30 and he couldn't be over 50. So these are some of the things that are in the script that you may not know that Father Pacwa points out. It's really interesting. I said he had to be a married man. Do you know that if the day before that great day of the Passover, the wife of the high priest died. He would not be able to celebrate the Passover. So what did they do? I'm not kidding. going to sound like I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. They had a woman ready. If his wife died, he would marry her and he would still be able to um, uh, offer the Passover in the temple in Jerusalem. Wow. They followed the script. And we have what happened at the time of Jesus, before Jesus, after Jesus. We have the script of what the duties were of the high priest in the temple. Now, there was an instruction. Um, now, if, if the uh, it's kind of like you parents. You parents, you... You teach your children, now never say this, and then you take a hammer and you're going to drive a nail in and you hit your thumb and you say that word. And what happens? Your son or your daughter says, Daddy, I thought we weren't supposed to say that word. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Right? If you teach your kids, well, Mommy, you're not sharing. Daddy, 
You're going to hear it back from your kids, right? Well, the, the high priest in Jerusalem had all of these other priests around him. And if he didn't follow the script, they would all, they'd all let him know it real fast. Hey, you're, you're doing that wrong, right? The, um, and so one of the, um, one of the, one of the things that the high priest, um, well, the high priest had to follow the script. One of the ways that the Jews at the time of Jesus, I think it's even true today, when they wanted to express frustration or anger or, or something terrible, some terrible sin that's just happened, how would they, somebody broke one of the commandments or something like that, how could they, what was the, what was the most expressive way to do that? They would take and tear their garments. I mean, we read about it all over the Bible. They're, it's like they're always tearing their garments. I don't mean, oops, I tore it. No, they would tear it on purpose. And the high priest here is asking Jesus, are you the Christ? Are you the Messiah? The Son of the Blessed One? And what does Jesus say? Jesus says to him, I am. And he's saying it in front of a lot of witnesses. Now, remember, remember that I am is God's name. God did not reveal his name to Abraham. God revealed himself to Abraham, but didn't give him his name. Centuries later, when Moses was out tending the sheep, Moses saw a bush by the mountain. It was burning, but it was not consumed. He went over to look at it, and that's when God revealed his name to Moses. Moses said, well, when I go to talk to them on your behalf, who do I say sent me? God said, I am sent me to you. So, the uh, one other thing, there was um, the only person in all of Israel who was allowed to say, God's name, I am, was the high priest. One day a year. He went all the way into the temple, all the way in behind the curtain, into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant was or had been. And there he would whisper God's name. So here Jesus, uh, the high priest, the high priest is asking Jesus in front of all these other priests and elders, are you the Messiah? Are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? And Jesus says, I am. And you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of the power and coming up with the clouds of heaven. And what did the high priest do? He totally went off script, tore his garments. In other words, he sinned. He committed a sin. For the high priest in the temple to do that during the Passover. And what did he just accuse Jesus of? Hey, you just committed a big sin. And in order to do this, he committed a big sin to blame Jesus. No, Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. So um, um, the, uh, there are a lot of things in the Passion today that you and I don't get. But Father Pacwa, he is, um, 
his book, The Eucharist, A Bible Study for Catholics. It's a great little book. So if you have it, dig into it for this week. Um, the, um, I told you that God did not reveal his name to Abraham. He, he, he revealed himself to Abraham. He didn't tell him his name. Remember, God asked Abraham to take his only son with Sarah, Isaac, um, and to offer him as a sacrifice. Abraham had only one son, one child with Sarah. His name was Isaac. Isaac uh, Abraham was over a hundred years old. And so when God gave him this command, Abraham did it. Not only did Abraham do it, God said, now you go and I'll show you where to go. The mountain that God sent him to offer his only son Isaac in sacrifice was the same place where this happened 2,000 years ago. Just before uh, Abraham took the knife to sacrifice Isaac, God sent his angel and said, Stop. Do no harm to the boy. I see how much you love me. Now, remember too, um, everything was ready for a sacrifice. In fact, Isaac said, Father, everything is ready for the sacrifice. The wood, the altar, the wood, the fire. But where is the lamb of sacrifice? Abraham said, God will provide. Now, friends, isn't it interesting that Isaac was so patient, so humble, so obedient to do what his father asked, even to the point of being sacrificed? Wow. So you see how Isaac gets us ready for... Right. So um, Abraham is just about to sacrifice his son as God had asked him to do. God did not force force him to get over there. No. He asked it. He asked it of, uh, of Abraham. And Abraham was obedient. He was patient. And he was suffering. He was humble. Uh, Abraham looked around. And there in nearby in the thorns was um, a lamb, a male lamb. A ram is a male lamb. Um, his horns were caught in the thorns. And so Abraham went over there and, and got the lamb and sacrificed that lamb. It was a sacrificial lamb. Now, let me ask you this question. We, we see a lot of animals in the Bible sacrificed. Did Abraham go over there like Dr. Doolittle and say, little lamb, do you want to be sacrificed? No. Um, I mean, a lamb can't answer. Um, a bull, you know, lots of bulls are sacrificed. A bull can't answer. So um, um, a goat can't answer. A dove can't answer. Maybe a little poodle, because you know how smart they are. But anyway, I'm kidding. No. No animal, no lower animal can answer. So what does Jesus do? What does Jesus do 2,000 years ago? He is the Lamb of God. That's how St. John the Baptist called him. And he obediently, patiently, humbly accepted this. Okay? That's point 
one. All the prayers today talk about that. Patiently, humbly, obediently doing his will. And even though it caused him great suffering. One other thing. Look over there. You see the flowers over there? Um, No, they're not artificial flowers. I've been here 11 years. We've never used artificial flowers. Artificial flowers are beautiful. Real flowers are more beautiful. Um, we, um, We had flowers only two times during Lent in church. That would be St. Joseph's Day, March the 19th. Remember we had the roses over there last Sunday? Yeah. So uh, March the 19th, the Solemnity of St. Joseph. Last Wednesday was March the 25th, the Annunciation. So we had these flowers up on Tuesday evening, then Wednesday. And so we had them up until Friday. I, I came into the church on Friday morning. Deacon Antonio had already taken them all down and watered them and was taking them out of the church. And I said, nope, we're going to have to put them back up. And Deacon Antonio said, but Father, we're not supposed to have flowers in the church during Lent. And I said, call the bishop. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> the, uh, yes, yeah, I know. I know we're not supposed to have flowers in the church. Um, during Lent, I said, leave them up because I want to use them on Sunday. That image over there, that statue, is the traditional image of the Immaculate Conception. From the first moment of the nine months that, that Mary was on this earth, she was without sin. And then she was born from her mother, St. Anne. How is that possible? Here, look up here. Every grace and every blessing that's ever come into this world, all the way back to Adam and Eve, all the way forward to the last per- person who will, to, who will live, every grace and every blessing comes from his sacred heart. When I was a kid, they used to have programs on Sunday night. And at the commercials, they would say, this program was brought to you by Hallmark. Well, the, the Immaculate Conception was brought to you by the sacred heart of Jesus. Right. So um, the Annunciation and the Immaculate Conception are different things. The Annunciation is the first moment of nine months, the first moment of nine months that Jesus was on earth and then he was born at Christmas 2,000 years ago. The Immaculate Conception is the first moment of the nine months his mother was on earth and then she was born from her mother, St. Anne. March 25th, 1858, at Lourdes in the south of France, Our Lady appeared to St. Bernadette. She appeared to her three times, and every time St. Bernadette asked her her name, she wouldn't tell her. On the third time, she said, come back another 15 times, and I will tell you my name. Fifteen for the number of mysteries of the rosary. Now there are 20, but that would happen in 2002. So, on March 25th, the last time the beautiful lady appeared to St. Bernadette, she identified herself. And this is what she said. She said, I am the Immaculate Conception. In other words, she's saying that from the first moment of my life on earth, and then nine months later I was born, um, God made it possible for me to, to, to come into this world without original sin. So it's all about Him. 
not about her. Yeah, she's she's cooperating. So um, she said, I am the Immaculate Conception. So can we all see the Immaculate Conception? Oh, there, of course we can. Now, look up here. I am not the Immaculate Conception. You are not the Immaculate Conception. Your children are not the Immaculate Conception. Your grandchildren are not the Immaculate Conception. I know what some of you are thinking. Well, Father Paul, I have never, ever seen you go off script. I've never seen you do anything wrong. Break a commandment. And to you people, I would say, welcome. This must be the first time for you to visit. <laughs> I'm being a father, I always laugh at my own jokes. Right? There you go. Now, so all the ladies understood that, right? Sound just like you. Right? So I am not the Immaculate Conception. But look at how when suffering comes my way, hey, I don't want to suffer. I, I don't like suffering. I oh that hurts. Ow, ow, Ooh, no, I don't want to hurt. I want to suffer. He suffered patiently, humbly, and obediently without sin. I am not the Immaculate Conception. And that's what he's asking me to do. Pick up what he did and imitate him. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.